Blog Talk Radio. Joining Veranda Bellamy Inspired. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Veranda Bellamy Inspired. My name is Reverend Laura Davis Perry, and we are here on this Freedom Family Friday. And on the line, I have with me Miss Veranda Bellamy. Veranda, are you there? Hello. Hello, guys, and and welcome to Freedom Family Friday. I really don't have a whole lot to say, but thank you all for joining us this morning. We love you all. Thanks so much for the support. And we also have on the line the powerful Minister Shirlene Alexander. Are you there? I am. Good morning, Sure. Um... Thank you guys for joining in. Um, we're looking forward to hearing what um, Reverend Perry has to give us today from the Lord. Um, just continue to stay tuned in and let the Lord inspire you on this morning. Yes. So again, everybody, I just thank both of you for um, all of the support that we give one another on this Freedom Family Friday. You know, the Veranda Bellamy Inspired. We are here every morning. Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. with prayer. This is something new that we're doing this season. We're here for you, your family, and your friends. You know, we also come back on Sunday evening at 7 p.m., so please tune in from your iPad, any Apple or smart device or computer that you may have. If you would like to send over a prayer request to us, we welcome your request at any time. So send them to prayerrequest at verandabellamy.com. And someone from our team will most definitely um, respond to your request. And also, last but not least, if God places it in your heart to sow into this outreach ministry, you may do so via the website, www.verondabellamy.com. So guys, this morning we are back on our Freedom Family Friday. We're going to be still continuing in our conversation about DNA. We're talking about family lineage, um, our spiritual family, as well as our blood family, and how all of this affects everything that we do, everything that God has for us, everything that God does in our life is affected by the connections that we have through the blood, the connections that we have through our DNA. Um, This morning, you know, it was laid on my heart to talk about the story of Ruth. You see, Ruth is a perfect example of how God can use anyone he feels like using to do all he deems to do necessary to get his will to come to pass. But this story is a perfect example of how God pursues us and loves us even when we don't know that we need to be loved. Now, ladies, I don't know about you, but do you know that in the scripture concerning Ruth, Ruth nor her mother-in-law had any idea what God had in store for her? you think they knew at all? 
with all the things that God provided for them in the end, do you think they had any idea or had any thoughts of him doing as much as he did for them? Their story was written long before they were even conceived. Everything that happened to them in that moment of their life when he opened up the gates for them was all in his plan. In light of all the things that they went through and all the things that Ruth and Naomi had to experience in their time together, God continued to pursue them with his grace. God's love for humanity is one of the most fascinating love stories of all time. You know, when I sit back and read some of the things that God continues to do, continues to do for people in the Bible, even when they strayed, even when they didn't believe, even when they didn't trust Him, it just amazes me at how diligent He was and how 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 graceful He was and how He continued to bless them anyway. You know, in spite of the fact that humanity has taken for granted all that God has provided, He still loves and provides us with His love, grace, and mercy. You know, following the fall, God did not write us out of His story or His plan. In fact, due to us, due to there being a fall, God implemented redemption into His plan. I believe that God was not content with leaving the relationship as it was. You know, no matter what we did or how bad it was, he knew it was going to happen anyway, so he wasn't content with leaving things like they were. So he, he just made it so that he could provide for us what we needed by allowing his son to die on the cross. So ladies, what's your opinion about anything that I've just said? I know I'm rambling on and talking about a lot of different things, but in that connection with Ruth and Naomi, they weren't blood relatives, but they still had that connection through God. Um, absolutely, absolutely. The story of Ruth is definitely, um, it shows um, how Ruth remained loyal to her mother-in-law, Naomi, even at the death of her husband and um, in-laws. Um, Naomi decided to return to home, land in Bethlehem alone. However, Ruth insisted on staying with her and adopting Naomi's God as her own. So even though they were not bloody relatives, I had to, I would think that um, Naomi, um, the Christ, not the Christ because Christ wasn't at this time, but the God that um, Naomi showed Ruth had to be one of love that would draw her so much that even when she had an opportunity to go whatever way she wanted to go because her husband was dead, she was faithful and she remained um, with um, Naomi and, and not just remain with her, but begin to serve Naomi's God as her own God. Um, it's, it's just amazing. And, and that drawing, you know, that drawing that um, Naomi had, I know the story talks a lot about Ruth, um, but Naomi had to be a, a, a um, she had to, she had to draw with, with the love of God, you know, for her even to, to want to uh, follow her and, and pick up the God or serve the God that Naomi was serving. Um, that is definitely an awesome story. The story is a story of love, the story of loyalty. It's a story of not just mother-in-law and daughter-in-law, but actually sisterhood. Um, it's, it's just an amazing story. And they were sisters in Christ. And she was, Ruth was there for Naomi, and she assisted her um, in any way that um, she could, that she could help her. Sister Rhonda. And you know, yeah, and that really is the theme of, you know, just when you think about DNA, you think about the body of Christ, you think about loving on your family, um, the spiritual body as well, 
that is the commonality that exists there is that love, that fellowship, that connection that we have for each other, right? Um, So within the body of Christ, within our blood body, that's what God wants us to show each other. He wants us to show unwavering love, unwavering support um, towards each other. Like, it's, it's, it's a... It's just a commonality. It's a theme. It's his expectation, honestly. Um, and just thinking about the story of Ruth and the things that she had to go through, guys, and how she was able to maneuver it. When you think about it, how would you be able to go through some of the things that you endure if you didn't have your family, if you didn't have um, a spiritual connection there with someone? How would you be able to survive these things without that? Without that connection there, then it's like you're lost. You're with nothing. You know, of course you have God there, but sometimes we need we need that that human touch to guide us through. And so Ruth and Naomi leaned on each other during this time, and they were able to get through what they were going through um, with no problems. Of course, they had issues that they had to overcome, but they leaned on each other in love and support, just like we are supposed to lean on each other within the family, um, both blood and spiritual. That's my thought about it, and and that that's a you know an, an epiphany to me right now is. Um, as Minister Alexander put it, um, it's really just that story is a pillar and it really does clearly display what that fellowship should look like, how we need to be there for each other within the blood body, within um, the spiritual body as well. Yeah. And you know, the Bible tells us in Ruth 1, 15 through 17, look at Naomi, this sister-in-law is going back to her people and her God. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. You see... At that point, in my mind, I believe that Ruth had reached the point of no return. You know, she had connected with this woman. You know, in the beginning of the story of Ruth, it talks about how Ruth's um, father-in-law dies, and then Ruth's husband dies, and, and, and her brother-in-law dies. And, and, and back in that day, if a woman didn't have children, because they didn't have children already, and if a woman's husband died, you know, she didn't have any children, that's the lowest of the low. Because the tradition was if a woman dies, I mean, if a woman's husband dies, then her brother marries her and continues the family lineage. Well, her brother-in-law was dead too, so she could not marry him and move forward, so there was no hope for her to have children in that family. So, therefore, she was left at the lowest of the low with this family who were outsiders, but she still chose to stick with her mother-in-law. She chose her mother-in-law's God over all the, the things that she had known from her own lineage and family. And she chose to stick with her and move forward. She said, where you go, I will go. Where you die, I will die. How many of us can say that we are connected even to our blood family that strongly? That was the point of no return. You see, the first thing Ruth says is, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. See, I truly believe that this is, like I said, this event is a turning point in Ruth's life. Remember the song, 
Um, I don't know if y'all remember the song, but I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. Mm-hmm. That song comes to mind when I hear that part of scripture. This is where Ruth is, and her decision is to be Ruth. Ruth's name means faithful. And she chose to be faithful to Naomi, regardless or by any means necessary. She didn't care what the outcome was. She chose to follow Ruth and her God. Second thing she said to her is, where you go, I will go. Where you go, I will go. It's like, I don't care what happens, wherever you go, I'm going to go. Ruth asked that she will not turn back, but wherever Naomi goes, Ruth will go. In other words, she's going to be on Naomi like white on white. She's not letting that woman out of her sight. And as you know in the story, she did not. The third thing she said is, where you stay, I will stay. Ruth says, not only will I go with you, but where you lay your head, so will I. This shows us the intimacy that Ruth felt for Naomi, mother and daughter inseparable. You know, this wasn't her blood mother, but she was there for her. She wanted to be, be there for her and be wherever she was. The fourth thing she said is, your people will be my people. Here, Ruth recognized the difference between her people and the Moabites, who were the Moabites, and Naomi's people, who were the Israelites. In this, I believe she is rejecting her own land and God of that land. And I really believe this is true because of the next statement that she says. She says, the fifth thing she says to her in this scripture is, and this to me is one of the most important, your God shall be my God. That statement explains itself. Nothing else needs to be said about that one, really. I'm following your God. Whatever, wherever you go, I'm with you and your God. See, Ruth 1 and 17 says, Where where thou diest, will I die? Then I will be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part be in me. That's a strong statement to make to someone. Don't you guys think so? Absolutely. And, you know, just thinking about that, you have two women, I'm sure, that were grieving because it seems like, you know, there were some family members that passed away. And um, back in these days, the men were the breadwinners. The women pretty much, you know, put home. So I'm thinking they had to really learn how to, um, you know, take care of themselves, how to fend for themselves, how to actually survive. You know, so um, I, I, I know that it had to be a blessing to Naomi that Ruth did not leave her, you know, and I believe because of her obedience um, and, and her not just leaving Naomi in that, that sort of situation that God was able to bless her with a husband, you know, a good husband, um, you know, and just, and just openly just bless her because she was willing to give up everything, you know, mm-hmm. to be with her mother-in-law. Which, you know, in, in the scriptures, you can say sisters, you know, and just family. Um, she she gave up everything. She said, I'm going to be with you to the end, to the very end. I ain't nothing going to come between us. I got you. I got your back. Don't worry about nothing. I got you. Sir Alexander, it kind of reminds me of how we part from one another with that song from The Color Purple. Me and you yeah. never part. <laughs> she really wanted to be with her mother-in-law. It was like she could see nothing else. Nothing right. else. 
right. And I just believe that Naomi really needed her. This was a time where she needed her to be there. She had lost her son. I believe she had lost her, her husband. I mean, she had lost everything. And then to lose to lose uh, Ruth, too, probably would have been absolutely devastating. But she said, we're going to go through this together. And um, no matter what i got to do, if i got to go glean the field, you know, I'm going to go and, and pick up the straps, but we're going to eat. You know, don't you worry, we're going to be okay. You know, and, and that's that's just what family does, you know, for one another. That's what that's the whole um, point of family. Like, and this is again not an example of blood relatives. You know, I think about you know my mother-in-law, and everybody's not blessed to have a you know wonderful mother-in-law. She's my mother. You know, she she's my mother. I have a mother, but she's my mother too. You know, and and I think about the relationship you know that we have, and um, it's a blessing because we are family when you. You know, you, you join and you join together, you know, and, and you, you make that bond. And um, it's just it's just amazing. It's just absolutely amazing when you allow yourself to love one another, you know, openly and freely. And just, you know, the whole point is to be there. It's wonderful when times are good, you know, but can you be there when I have lost everything that I know? Will you still be there for me or will you jet? Will you go your own way? You know, when you just go on with your life and start afresh and forget about me. And Ruth made the choice to sacrifice and say, you know what, Mom, I got you. We're going to get through this together and we're going to be okay. So this is just a wonderful example of um, the family unit and it, and it operating fully. And not that just that, but um, she was able to even um, gain God and, and her, you know, not even really understanding, I believe, you know, who Naomi's God was, you know, but she just had enough faith, you know, just to say, I'm all in, I'm going to serve your God, you know, I'm going to be with you till it's, till it's all said and done. And and as a result, God was able to bless her because she made a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Rhonda? You know, guys, this is it's just, it's, this is a beautiful love story, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm just really, I'm taking everything that you guys are saying in right now, and my mind at this point, because <laughs> I'm crazy, um, is going to the notion that this <laughs> book of, or Ruth, is written um, in the Old Testament, um, a book about women. What it's saying to me right now is that there is, yeah, we know men are the head of the household, but women, as a woman, and, and learning how to lean on your sister, being vulnerable when you need to be vulnerable with your sister, to be there for your sister when you need to be there for your sister, to fellowship with your sister when you need to, to know when to distance yourself, to know how to love the person through and through no matter what. And the fact that this is in the Old Testament, this book is in the Old Testament, um, is, is just it, it speaks to exactly God's God's reverence towards women and that fellowship together. Um, and I hope I'm making sense with what I'm saying. Um, but when you guys explain it, um, and, and you really go in and you and you look at the words in the Book of Ruth and how the two of them really relied on each other, guys. It's, it's power in that, and, and they, they, with no shadow of doubt, 
um, we're going to be there for each other no matter what. And as women, speaking on, you know, just DNA, um, both blood as well as spiritual, and we're going to even step outside of that and talk specific to women, ladies, we've got to get to the point of being there for our sisters. We really do. There, we are seen as precious jewels in the eyes of God. And if we can come together, just like Ruth and Naomi came together and fellowship together to love one each other unconditionally, do you guys can you even imagine how that move, what it would, what it would actually look like, how it would manifest the power that would go forth through us? fellowshipping together, being there for each other, loving each other, and and being willing to take our last breath for our sister if we have to, you know. And um, that's really where my mind is, and I'm I'm processing all of this right now. I'm probably going to come back later and have some more stuff to say later on in the season about this because I'm really going to study this book. Um, But it's just, it's a love story is how I see it. Yeah. And, you know, um, one of the things that I wanted to piggyback off that, Minister Sherling said, she said that Ruth was faithful. And, you know, it's funny that we say she's faithful because her name means faithful. She lived up to her name. She was the ultimate. She showed the ultimate faith, blind faith, had no idea. All she had known is suffering with this family because the father-in-law died. Then she married one of the brothers, and the brothers' names were Malon and Chilion. Their names meant sickly and puny. Mm. So there's power in the names. You know, power in the meanings of names, too. When you name, that's why when we name our children, we really need to know, research these names before we give them to them. Because their their names were sickly and puny. If you look at, if you really wanted to, you know, if, if I imagine after studying Ruth, I wrote this somewhere, I imagine that if this story was ever made into a movie, it would start out with three funerals. And it would probably be called Three Funerals and a Wedding. Because the husband dies, then the two sons die. They lived up to their name. And then here comes Ruth, living up to that ultimate faithful name. If I had to have a name and, and my name had to mean something, I would love for it to mean faithful. See, Ruth's story is, is really amazing. Just the whole book is amazing. One of the things that caught me about what she said was, you know, that last thing that she said to her mother-in-law is, where you die, I die. How many people do you know that you would die for like that, that you're willing to be, die, you're willing to die and be buried for? Ruth showed solidarity with the family of Naomi. You know, in this period of time, families were buried together waiting for the resurrection. Ruth has truly reached her, she reached her point of no return. She denounced her heritage and its gods, and she moved on to the promised land. You know, there was truly no turning back for her. And and by doing that, without even knowing so, she placed herself in the family lineage with Jesus. She was a part of his lineage. His bloodline, because her children were anyway, you know what I mean? Because of just her faithfulness and her sticking and following her destiny without turning back or looking back. You know, once they got to their destinations, when they got to where they were going, things didn't fall into place for them. 
you know, they still had to unfold under God's perfect will, and Ruth still stood steadfast. She had to go behind workers, like you said, um, Minister Sherlene. She had to glean in the fields and pick up after other people. But you see, God truly knows how to put you to the test. You know, because everything that we get, we usually have to go through a little test to get there. And, and the important part is learning the lesson the first time so you don't have to go back through it again. You know, he wants to know that we truly, we are truly in this thing wholeheartedly. And Ruth was wholeheartedly connected to her mother-in-law, and she wouldn't have it any other way. She was not going to let her go. And um, she never looked back after she started that journey with her. And then her hard work paid off because she was soon noticed by Boaz, the man chosen by God to be the kinsman redeemer for her. You know, we all need that redeemer in our lives, be it that that female mentor, that grandparent, that older sibling, that cousin, that sister, or whoever it is. We all need those redeemers, and they don't necessarily have to come from a man. Like you said, that sisterhood, we need to stand up for one another. We need to be there for one another, like Ruth was for Naomi. And the thing about it was, Ruth was there for Naomi, but Naomi was there for her in the end, too, because Naomi guided her. Naomi taught her. Naomi cleaned her up and got her ready for her Boaz and told her what she needed to do to get her man, to be honest with you. And she followed the tutelage of this woman, and that helped her to be in the right place at the right time. And it was all orchestrated by God. You know, and what she did was, when she got to Boaz, you know, Boaz in Ruth 2, 11 and 12, Boaz finally talks to Ruth and he says to her, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. This man, not really even knowing what his role was yet, he already praying her future. You know what I mean? He's already predicting what he's going to do for her. And not even knowing that it's him that he's praying into her life. You see, people were watching Ruth and the example she was setting, which made a great impression on them. And as Christians, you know, as sisters, as cousins, as whatever we are, like you said, that as spiritual sisters, as blood sisters, as blood cousins, whatever it is we are, People are watching us and our interactions with one another. And we need to set better examples. We need to be there for one another. We need to really know one another. And like you said, Veronda, know when to back off and give space. Know, and I'm horrible at that. Know when to back off and give space. Know when to love. Know when you need to be held. Know when you need advice. Know when you just need an ear. We need to learn that about one another and be more available to each other as women and members of the body. But needless to say, a little later on in the story, under the tutelage of her wise mother-in-law, Ruth cleaned herself up real good and went to Boaz one night and lay down at his feet. Now, when Boaz awakened and realized she was there, she used the words from his own prayer and asked him to fulfill it and shelter her under his wing and redeem her. In short, Ruth really kind of proposed to him. 
Yes, Ruth is the first woman recorded that asked her husband to marry him. It, it doesn't say that exactly, but when you look at what she did, she asked him to shelter her, to cover her. And Boaz was more than happy to oblige, but he was, he wanted to do it the right way. He, he told her that he was not the first one in line, and he told her to cover herself and hide so no one would see her. And he went and did th- put things in order, because God is a God of order. Regardless of what the relationship is, regardless of what it is that he has planned, he is a God of order. And he wanted, and Boaz wanted to follow his order, and he did it the right way so that she, her name would not be shamed. Isn't that amazing how God worked all of that out for her? Simply because of her faithfulness. Simply because of all that she went through and the fact that she still held on and did what she needed to do, God blessed her abundantly. Anybody else have anything to say about that? I know I said a lot, but this story is just, it's amazing. It's one that pulls at my heartstrings because I really, you know, a lot of women are in that place where they need that redeemer. They need someone, not necessarily a man, but we need each other. We need to support each other more. We need to be there for each other more. And that outlet is not there for us. So, Charlene, what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. And like um, I just said, it's just a love story. And um, it it starts with, you know, that that Ruth and Naomi just really um, having an unconditional love for one another. So it's, it's, it's definitely a, a blessing to, you know, that Ruth and Naomi um, crossed each other's path in a time that they needed one another um, to get through the situation and what they had to go through. And like you said, I'm sure there's a lot that wasn't even written that, you know, the two of them went through. I'm sure there was some, you know, some grieving that occurred with them, you know, um, losing a husband, you know, losing their husband, you know, um, Naomi losing her children. You know, that it had to be a difficult time. And times are nowhere near like they are now. You know, we got all these quote-unquote independent women, you know. So I can just, you know, thinking about this can only imagine um, the grief and um, that that they endured, you know. And just to be there for one another, to encourage one another, and to just be loyal and help one another get through um, such a, a rough time in both of their lives. Um, and just the, the, the obedience that, um, you know, we yeah. see both Ruth and Naomi, they both were obedient and they were able, Ruth helped um, Naomi and Naomi was able to help Ruth in return. Um, it's, it's just amazing. It's, it's, the, it's like the ideal friendship or the ideal um, sisterhood, you know, and, and it's amazing the stories that the Bible has in there. You know, we just pick it up and read we'll, we'll find ourselves um, in that Bible whether it's 10,000 years ago however many years we'll find something in there that's gonna that's gonna represent um, what we're going through at that particular moment I can imagine a grieving mother you know reading that and being encouraged or you know just anybody grieving you know um, reading that and being encouraged or someone that's friendless you know just you know reading that and being encouraged by that word that's there that or someone that's, that's, that's been married before, their husband has passed away. You know, there's so many ways that that story can just encourage someone and give them faith to say, you know what, if God did it for Ruth, 
that God did it for Naomi, then surely God can do it for me too, and I'm going to trust him and believe him to do it. Rhonda, I think you were getting ready to say something. Yeah, you know, this is this is this blessing me just having this conversation right now and I can I can also see them having to be praying women too. Yeah. And yeah. you know, in order to get through what they were going through. Um yeah. they had to be praying women, um, and really be in there for each other. Um, I read in I think it's Ruth three and thirteen where she's talking to um it says here Carry this night, and it shall be in the morning. And so they encouraged each other to pray. There was a prayer life that happened between these two, um, which led me to Psalm 61. And Psalm 61 says, Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. For you, God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Increase the days of the king's life, his years for many generations. May he be enthroned in God's presence forever. Appoint your love and faithfulness to protect him. Then I will ever sing in praise of your name and fulfill my vows day after day, guys. And that's really my reflection right now um, on everything that's been, the whole conversation today has just been dynamic this morning and um, just talking about Ruth and that, that story between Ruth and Naomi and how they loved on each other. Um, they were essentially seen as, you know, they had to be the head of their families. Um, because they didn't really have any male heads there to really guide them. And when the time was deemed appropriate, then she remarried. And so, you know, guys, it's just one of those things you really, really, really have to have some type of hierarchy within your family. And when that head, the head man within the family is not there, you rely on and you step up to do whatever you have to do within your family, within your spiritual as well as your blood family, and really try your best to be there. And um, prayer is the first thing. Prayer is needed in everything that we do within our family. Um, And it's it's power in prayer. We all know that. Um, I'm just, I'm full right now. I honestly am. And Psalm 61 really just kind of seals the seal for me. But it's it's a blessing. So, you know, to top off what we're talking about, I um, found some information on, you know, Ruth and all of this, and I wanted to say this. Ruth is one of two Old Testament books named after a woman. Um, Esther is the other. See, the book of Ruth, in Ruth, Ruth was a Gentile who married a Jew, and Esther was a Jew who married a Gentile. But God used both of them to save a nation. See, Ruth is strategically placed in the Bible between Judges and Samuel for a reason. Judges shows the decline of a Jewish nation, and Samuel shows the setting up of a kingdom, and between them, Ruth points to our kinsman redeemer, the Lord and Savior, our King, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is not only descended from Ruth, but in the New Testament, like Boaz, he calls and redeems his bride, the church, from all nations. Therefore, Ruth is a love story between Ruth and Boaz, 
but it points us to the ultimate love story, God's love for us. It's a love story about how he loves us and he molds us and he guides us to where he wants us to be. And if you, if we would just allow him and get out of the way and let him have his way, there's no way that we can fail. And a lot of times we don't see that, even in our relationships, even in our interactions with one another. If we would just sit back and let God do the business, it would be amazing. And we would be amazed at how things would turn out. So the book of Ruth is a very, just a very good book to read. And I implore you, people that are listening now, those of you that are on the call, to just really take the time out to read and study the book of Ruth, and you will truly be blessed. Amen, ladies. Amen. So now, you know, we we like to um, include prayer in our morning um, that we get together on Freedom Freedom Family Friday. And this morning, I think I'm going to ask Miss Veranda to pray us out today because for some reason that's been laid on my heart. I was supposed to do the prayer, but that's not what God has given me right now. I just got to download. And Veranda, you are being asked to pray this morning. Okay, well, let me upload that energy here, okay? Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have, you know, I planned, but hey, it's not about what I want. It's not about me not about none of us it's about what he says and what I just got was that you need to pray (laughs) Father God we love you we thank you God for this opportunity of coming together God we thank you Lord for everything that you're doing in our lives right now God we praise you God you are absolutely amazing God God we ask Lord that your Holy Spirit will continue to guide us God to be that fence around us God to protect us, God, and and to lead us into fellowship, God, into a new awareness, God, of who you are, God. Build up these families, God, for everyone that is listening right now, God. Even if they have to listen later, for the people that come on later, God, bless them as well, God. God, build the families up, God, so that we will be the leaders that we are supposed to be, God. Create the hierarchy, God, and make it so that people have to follow it, God. We thank you for your commands, God. We thank you for your laws, God. We thank you for everything that you're doing right now, Father God, in this season and beyond, God. We can't praise you enough. We hear hallelujah is the highest praise, God. So we praise you and we come to you right now saying hallelujah, God. Thank you for everything, God. We praise you, God, for everything, God. We thank you, God. We love you, God. We absolutely adore you, God. God, you are just awesome, God. You are amazing, God. You are God of all, God. God, you are the first and the end, God. You are the beginning and the end, God. You are the last, God. You are El Shaddai, God. You are our rock, God. You are our redeemer, God. You are everything to us, God. And we thank you, God, for that, God, because it doesn't have to be that way yet. God, you saw you saw a place for us to have it this way, God. We are asking you right now, God, and coming to you, God, pleading, God, for hierarchy to be created within family, God. Today is Freedom Family Friday, God. 
And we're asking, God, that you will free everyone that's listening, God. Anyone that tunes in later, God, free them as well, God. Bless them, God. Send out your spirit, God. Let it completely saturate them, God. Let them not even be able to think nothing but love, God. Order, God. Commands, God. Your laws, God. We thank you, God, for everything that you're doing right now, God. We praise your name, God. We ask, Lord, that you will continue to give us the strength, wisdom, knowledge, God, and knowing to go forth in your word, God. Remove us, God. Fill us, God, with you, God. We want to hear from you, God. We want to do your ways, God. We want to praise you, God, because this is all about you, God. We love you, God. We're here for you, God. We were made to be in your image, God, to carry out your ways, God, to operate within your power, God. So where we are weak, God, you stand strong, God, and we come to you in that magnitude right now, God. We say that we are merely nothing, God. We are just your Muppets, God. And we ask, God, that you will have your way and do whatever it is that you would have to do in our lives right now, God. We thank you, God, that everything is being restored right now, God. We love you, God. We praise you, and we're thanking you already, God, for freedom within families, God, on every day, every day, not just Fridays, God. We ask, God, that you will go beyond this platform, God, and reach a global family freedom, God. Free up the, the families that are up in Missouri that's fighting right now, God. We ask that you touch them right now, God. Create that hierarchy for them as well, God. For the cop as well, God. Bless him in a mighty way, God. Let your reverence be shown in every situation, Father God. Whatever and whoever you need to use, God, dispatch them, God. Let them know that they have nothing to fear, God. You are just awesome, God, and we thank you and we praise you, God. We thank you for your book of Ruth and your holy living word that breathes with us to this very day, God. We love you, God, and it's in the name of Jesus the Christ that I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 Thank you for that amazing prayer. Amen, amen. See, God knows what he's doing. He does. If we just let him have his way and do things what he says, it'll all work out. How do they say it'll all come out in the wash? will all come out in the wash. But before we go this morning, there may be those of you on this show that have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And, you know, we want to give you a chance to do that because we all want to be saved because we know not the day or the hour that he's going to come, so you don't want to be unprepared. So we invite you to do this this morning. Um, Romans 10 and 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now, if this is your desire this morning, I want you to repeat after me. Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart and wash me clean of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for my redemption. Now, if you have done this, then you are saved. And we encourage you to please connect with the local church because by doing so, you will definitely receive the help that you need on your new journey. So, ladies, come on. Let's welcome them into the body. Woo-hoo! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes. Yeah, we welcome you into the body, and we just ask that God blesses you on as you continue on your journey, because it will be a journey. 
<laughs> so, Amen. If, if nothing else this morning, ladies, do you want to end by saying anything? Minister Charlene, is there anything that you would like to say? Nope, I think it's all been said. Um, you guys have a wonderful day and be inspired. Ms. Veranda? I'll just end by saying, smile at someone, hug someone, and show someone the love of God today. Be inspired. Mm. Yep. So we want to thank you for tuning in to the Veranda Bellamy Inspired Show this morning. We ask that you all just have a beautifully blessed day. Joining Veranda Bellamy, Inspired.